0: Hi, I'm Samantha Varner, and this is the She Needs Grit Podcast, the show where I dig into how to prioritize profit in your business and build an empire, using grit and strategy, and doing it in a simple, no BS kind of way. Let's get started. This is Sam Varner, and I am your host of She Needs Grit podcast. I am here recording both audio and video, and I'll stop reminding you pretty quickly. But just so you know, if you want to watch me in a video format and see my hand gestures and the crazy things I do in the office and my dog coming in and out, then please join me on YouTube and you can watch me and an occasional picture of Zane. That would be great. If you are an audio person, thank you so much for continuing to follow this podcast in whatever audio player you have. I appreciate it. Okay, so this morning, I am going to have a conversation with you about scaling. So many of you are at a certain point in your business where you know there needs to be some shift so that you can make more profit, as you know, how I talk about all the time, without hustling and grinding and working like a maniac, I really want you to be able to scale your business, make more profit and do so with at least equal, if not less time as you build your business. So let's hop into this topic and let me help you figure out what I think you need to do probably first. Okay. So the thing that we're going to talk about today, guys, is delegation and how it is really the key to scaling your business. There comes a point, all of us start out, right, as a one-man band. We are doing all of the things in our business. We are learning all of the things. I remember back to the fact that, gosh, when I started this business, I built my own website. I'm not good at that, but I did build my own website, and I designed my own business cards, and I emptied the garbage and I ordered the supplies and I built the onboarding, the offboarding, the finance piece. I did all of the pieces of my business at all times, right? When you are starting a business and you are generating profit and you're just getting started, there is no funds usually in place for hiring a lot of people, especially in a service-sized business where you are like A one-stop shop right you are you doing the thing in your business but eventually we all get to the point where we realize some of our time needs to be spent seeking out new clients and some of it needs to be spent on the back end of the business and eventually those things are not able to be done by one person you come to a point where you have more client work than you have admin time And what I want you to avoid is late nights or early, early mornings at your desk trying to do the admin stuff when you have to be doing the front-facing client stuff, and then you know what happens? Lead generation falls off because you are busy doing client work, client-facing work in your business, then you're busy doing the admin work to keep the back end of the business running, and the last thing that ends up. Getting done is the lead generation, and what ends up happening is we end up with like a peak valley, peak valley of income. So we're going to talk today about how critical delegation is, how much it'll help you scale, and the fact that if you're listening to this with a lot of eagerness, you probably need to do this sooner rather than later. Okay. So the number one thing I think is the way to start this is I want you to take the time And you need a little bit of time for this, but take the time to list every single thing that gets done in your business, all of it, write it all down, get it all out of your head, figure out how that looks, put it all on paper, okay? Then I want you to take a pen of a different color and circle the things that you absolutely love doing, the things that light you up, the things that make it fun to go to work. I want you to circle those things. Then I want you to circle with a different color if you have the opportunity. And I want you to circle the things that only you can do. You are the only person that you want doing that. So for me, that is the face-to-face coaching with my clients. At this point, that is just me. I'm the one doing it. No other person is coaching my clients. So that is something that I would only be able to do in my business. So that's something that gets circled. Whatever's remaining on that paper, once you have eliminated the things that you absolutely want to keep and you love doing and they light you up, and then the other things that just you can do in your business in order to move it forward, then what is left is really about deciding, you want to decide at that point, is this stuff that's not circled and that you don't love or that you can have somebody else do it, is this one person's job? Is this a couple of different contractors you could outsource to? How is the structure for that going to work best? Is it a situation where people really do need to um, consider that a jack of all trades isn't necessarily your best first hire? Instead, having it be somebody who does, for me, for instance, um, Having somebody that does my marketing and outsources that, having somebody else that does podcast editing and producing and the social media associated with that is another. So I'm not expecting one person to fill all the gaps in my business. Instead, I'm looking for different people with skill set to be able to do that. I think that one of the benefits of doing it that way is that you can spend less on each person individually because they're doing just a specialized task. And you get people that are more experienced in that specialized task, which means they are quicker to create the results that you're looking for than somebody who is trying to do all of the pieces and just basically replicating all of the work that you were doing before. Okay. So you really need to determine what do you need and how do you want that structured? You wanna create job descriptions or results that you're trying to create from hiring these people. You wanna decide are these contractors that you're going to hire or do you wanna start with employees? How does that look? And for what reason would you wanna do one over the other? You also wanna put in place long before you have an employee or a contractor, ways of tracking whether or not it's working what your expectations are, and how do you make sure that that is being dealt with at all the time, right? It's really critical because once we hire somebody or have somebody working for us, we've created a relationship with them. There's an emotional connection there. And sometimes hard conversations happen when you're hiring, right? Or when you're dealing with people that are working for you. And having a set standard operating procedure and a set job description and a set comparison of what are the expectations, what are the results we're looking for, and a benchmark to kind of measure against makes all of that very easy. It's very clear for the person doing the work. It's very clear for you whether the work's being done to the level that you are anticipating, and it makes for those conversations to be a bit easier because you can reference back to those very clear outlines that you set out at the beginning of the relationship. Okay. The last piece of this that I wanna talk about today is how you go about finding these people. So you realize upon reflection that there is a lot of stuff you could clear off your plate and allow you to do more of what you love, allow you to be in front of more eyeballs and making more money in your business. Now you need to find the people. So my suggestions are ask the people that you know, your centers of influence, the people around you, who do they know? Who do they know is amazing? And get in touch with those people. Maybe they'd be a great fit. Maybe they know other people in their own industry that are looking for work as well. The other option is to look at some freelance sites. Consider doing things as projects and one-offs as you kind of test things out, okay? There's Upwork or there's Fiverr, both of which I've used and have had great success in just trying to get one little piece of something done that I'm struggling with. The other option is post in the groups that you're part of, networking groups or Facebook groups. Be open to receiving and watching for these people in your world. I guarantee once you start looking for them, you're going to realize that there's people around and you'll be able to find a great fit. Okay. The last little piece I'm going to talk about today is I want you in the hiring process to be selective and methodical. I want you to have a great job description, expectations, results you're looking for, and ways to measure them. I want you to be realistic in knowing that once you get to this point of scaling in your business, there is some investment made in training people and the time it takes to do so. It is rare that if you hire employees, they're going to come in and just be able to immediately do things at the pace you're anticipating. There is some learning curve, right? And we need to be Kind about that. We need to be understanding and we need to be available to be able to train these people to do what we want them to do and support them while they're learning. In addition, communication is absolutely critical. Absolutely critical. You want to have figured out how best you communicate. You want to figure out how best they communicate. This is not always going to be done to the best way for you. Instead, a good employer is going to know how to motivate their staff, is going to know how to speak to their staff, communicate, transfer information, all those things in a way that really, really benefits the employee and gives them an opportunity to thrive. The same goes with contractors. It is the more you can do on that end, the better that relationship is and the better the overall work will be as well. The last piece of advice I'll give you before we end for today is hire slow and fire quick. If something's not working, it probably isn't working for you or the person. So have a conversation, see if it can be remedied. And if it can't, the hesitation and the thinking it might get better and the long wallowing around doesn't do anybody any good. So I want to encourage you to hire before you think you are desperate have all of the pieces in place to be able to track and evaluate hire good people take your time in the hiring process so that you walk away with people that are amazing and that you're comfortable with and can help you get your job done and then if you need to let people go you have to realize that the sooner you do that is beneficial to both them and you so i look forward to hearing your stories of scaling And if you know that you're in that position where you need to be hiring because you need to scale, then reach out to me and let me know. I would love to hear it. If you find this episode super helpful, I would love for you to share this with friends. I know that there's other women out there building businesses and they need this information. And I would love if you could share it. All right, guys, have a great week and I will talk to you again soon.